Hello, Christ Central. It's me again, Pastor Jason. May the fourth be with you today. You're now listening to the Tight Five. I hate to disappoint you, but I have no interviews lined up. I'll be talking to myself in an empty apartment as you eavesdrop on my musings. For this week, I don't have the luxury of structure like Passion Week. And so what do I do when the creative utter has run dry? As I was thinking about it, I'm thinking about what to talk about next. I wonder if there is any space for humor during these times. Is it too soon? Must we always talk about deep things? And as much as I love to talk about profound things, I also think that levity is needed. I wouldn't go as far as Patch Adams and claim that laughter is the best medicine, but I think that laughter can remind us of our humanity, to not take things too seriously. So each day this week, I will offer up my best attempts to, at least for a moment, distract you. I will call this segment Random Ruminations. This is the podcast form of a popular installment I had on my blog. And by popular, I mean a double portion of me admiring my own work through different devices. Yes, I blog. No, I will not promote it. In fact, you'll appreciate it more if you have to work for it and, and search for it. So here it is. Rumination number one. Let me preface this by saying this is a weird predilection of mine. And here it is. I don't like to close my eyes when I pray. I know the optics are creepy. I've never understood it, and it was one of those Christian practices that wasn't really explained to me. And so I just assumed that I should do it because everyone else was doing it. But that's precisely the peer pressure my dare officer told me not to succumb to. So I don't know why I prefer to keep my eyes open, but I know that I do prefer it over closing my eyes. I think it goes back to my jazz band days where I would improvise solos on my trumpet. And as a way to focus, I'd kind of stare up into an imaginary bank of tasty licks, transpose them to the chords and spit it out of my horn. And so I kind of do the same thing when I'm praying. I just like to look up and select certain phrases that's on my heart. But I get it. It looks really weird. So as a way to placate, like in these Zoom prayer meetings, I close my eyes. I don't want to look like the Undertaker or like Gandalf who's sleeping with his eyes open. So I try to appease. But you already know that I'm praying with my eyes open on my own time. Rumination number two. Speaking of prayer, I had this weird phase in my life where I'd only speak in abonics. And I'm talking about every waking moment. I'd blog in abonics. I'd greet my sixth grade math teacher in abonics. Yo, how's you living, Mr. Knowles? 
I would sign off every text, email, written mail with peace out. I listened to a lot of rap back in the day. And my dream was to be a part of the Wu-Tang Clan. I even gave myself a Wu-Tang name, but please don't acquire. But you know it's bad when I pray to God in Ebonics. As a people pleaser, I would never bust out the Ebonics in a public setting. But in my own prayer time, you know I went all out. I would open up something like, Yo God, what a do, it be your boy JLM. I'd be aight. DMX had a huge influence on me during my youth days, and so I'd add a little gravelly aggressions to my voice. Let's just say I'm glad those days are gone. Rumination number three. Speaking of public prayer, just a PSA for church members. Please consider your pastors before you ask them to pray for the food. Our prayers are not holier than yours, yet somehow we are the designated prayer for every mealtime. Man, if I had a nickel for every time I prayed for food, man, good times. But yeah, think of us. Also, can we stop asking the Lord to bless the food to our bodies if we're eating super unhealthy foods? Like, I get it. God is a God of miracles. But also, let's be a little more responsible. Rumination number four. This might be a little sacrilegious, but is there an unspoken rule for a time limit for praying for the food? I only ask because one time a friend prayed for the food and I don't want to say I timed it, but I know I had to take a seat midway. My thighs were very, very tight. Rumination number five. Since this random rumination somehow is centered on prayer, let me share a funny story about the topic. During our youth retreats, we'd always have a time of prayer. And to set the mood, the lights would be off and the band or the keys player would be playing some slow song. One of the bangers like, Jesus Lover My Soul or something. When you first entered youth group, you don't really know how to quote-unquote Christian. Like you don't know how to express your faith. So as an impressionable 7th grader, I just mimicked my older brothers and sisters. And from then, I just learned that we're supposed to be super sad as we pray. We're supposed to th just think about our sin. And I remember the counselors going around praying for the younger students. But they weren't just praying. They were laying hands. And as a touch-adverse person, I was really dreading it. And so it was our grade's turn to get prayed for. But I remember the dinner not really agreeing with me. And so as we all knelt down, the teachers and older students were all praying for me and my friends. And I don't know why, but some of the teachers were really, really passionate as they were praying for me. And the harder they prayed, the harder they pressed. 
and some of them even synchronizing their pressure with every syllable that they were praying. Mind you, these prayers were long, and my stomach was aching more and more by the minute. And so if you can imagine the combination of being on my knees, having multiple people's hands pressed down on on my head, my shoulders, and my back, and my stomach just getting more and more painful, I had to go. You know that moment when you just can't hold it in anymore? It was that last zealous push by someone that triggered everything. And I just let out the loudest fart I've ever farted in my life. It was so loud that the band stopped playing for a little bit. The teacher suddenly scurried and and no one was in six feet of me. Social distancing before it was in vogue. And I remember being so embarrassed and so shocked. But in that split second, I didn't own up to it. I didn't apologize. I didn't even have time to blush. I immediately blamed it on my friend who's sitting next to me, doing my best acting job, ridiculing him, and everyone bought it. Since then, I've apologized for that moment, and I'm deeply regretful of my actions. But the real moral of the story is to keep these prayer meetings under four hours, and maybe even reconsider the laying of hands. A different tenor this week. Hopefully you enjoyed it and was able to crack a smile. Until next time, peace out.